I'm Jessie Aredia, and you're listening to Soul Care for the New Mom, a podcast designed with new moms in mind, where we talk about what it looks like to thrive in motherhood as the free, confident, joy-filled women God has called us to be. Hey, mamas, if you haven't taken advantage already, I have a free resource waiting for you that I just know you are going to love, and it's called 10 Declarations for the Anxious Mama, which is sort of my go-to guide on how to take your anxious thoughts captive and replace them with thoughts of confidence and peace. So go ahead and check this one out. You can find it by going to soulcarefortheneumom.com forward slash declarations or by clicking the link in the show notes below. Now, before we dive into today's episode, I just want to say that if you are encouraged or inspired by what you hear, I would love for you to share it with your friends. So take a screenshot of this episode and tag me in your Instagram stories because I love hearing that you guys are listening. That really is always such a huge encouragement to me. Speaking of encouragement, I do want to read an iTunes review to you guys. This one's from Mrs. Skylar Clark that says, love this podcast and love soul care for the new mom. So much biblical truth and practical advice to help me feel that it's possible to break out of the cycle of perfectionism, anxiety, anger, and guilt in motherhood. Yes, yes, and yes. Thank you, Skylar, and thank you to everyone who has left a review. It really does help more women find the podcast, which is something that makes me so excited. So if you haven't already, I would love it if you would leave a quick rating and review in iTunes or your Apple Podcast app. Now, on to today's show. Today, I want to talk about goals, specifically what it looks like to pursue really hard, maybe even scary goals day by day, just by taking even the littlest of baby steps. Now, many of you guys know that this year has been a really big year for me in a lot of different ways. I feel like literally not one compartment of my life has been untouched in some way. My health, my marriage, my motherhood journey, my business, it all just looks so different this year than it did in 2018. And a huge part of that is because I set some really big goals back in January of this year. But I think the other big part is because I tried something new this time around. A lot of the time when I make these New Year's resolutions at the beginning of the year, it's almost like by the time February rolls around, I'm already feeling so discouraged, feeling like a failure because I either messed up in some way or because I'm just not seeing the results I wanted to see. But what was different about this year is that I I still kept my eye on the big goals, but I also made sure to keep my eye on the smaller ones too. And I acknowledged and I made sure that I celebrated every achievement, every step in the right direction, no matter how small. And I made sure that I even used that as momentum to keep me working toward the bigger goal. So let me break this down for you. First, I had the goal of losing weight. I started off this year as the heaviest I've ever been when not pregnant, at least. Now, when I am pregnant, that's a whole nother story. But back in January, when I was about nine months postpartum after Jamie was born, 
I knew that this needed to be the year that I finally lose the weight. It had been two, almost three years of not feeling like myself, of looking in the mirror and just feeling like this isn't my body. I put, I would put, I was putting on clothes that I thought would make me feel better, but they never did because I still didn't recognize or accept the person, this body that was underneath the clothes. And I just had a large issue with my body image and even my self-worth. The truth is, I was overweight and I thought that I would either get used to it or that somehow the pounds would just magically fall off, but neither of those things ended up happening. And and at, by, the, by the time January had rolled around, it had now been three years of basically not liking myself. And this affected me in so many different ways, especially in my marriage, in the bedroom even. So here I am in January, a whole new year in front of me. And this year I decided that, that I'm going to lose the weight. 20 pounds, 30 pounds, 40 pounds, I didn't care. I just wanted to lose something so that I could look or feel some sort of semblance of what I used to feel like. And through a series of events, I ended up on the keto diet. Now, I know that for some, the keto diet can sound a bit extreme. I mean, it is kind of extreme. It's a huge shift from what people typically eat, and it definitely requires a lot of change as a lifestyle. But I decided to do it, and I did it by keeping my eye on the big goal. I wanted to be my healthiest self, not my skinniest self. I wanted to be my healthiest self because I knew that there was more for me than struggling with my body, feeling aches and pains just from sitting on the floor and being a slave to my hormones and however they were affecting my weight and my sleep and my stress levels. So... I knew that I wanted to have this goal of being my healthiest self. And so I picked one thing that I was going to do. It was the keto diet. And that was it. No working out, no fasting, no fancy probiotics or juice detox or whatever other stuff people are doing these days. I just tried a new diet, a new way of eating. And it actually turned out to be one of the biggest blessings. Partly because I did lose the weight, not all of it, but a large amount of it, but also because one, it protected my pelvic floor, which I didn't even realize was an issue for me until a few months after the fact when I found out that I really shouldn't be exercising at all until I build up my pelvic floor muscles again. Two, it helped restore my sleep after a really long six months of struggling with insomnia, largely due to hormones. And three, it completely changed the way I approach food and it helped me break free from the sugar and carb addictions that I didn't even realize I had. And here's the thing, every day that I was on that diet, I, I had to make choices. I had to make good choices and keep making them. I chose to plan out my meals for the week beforehand so that I could actually stick to the diet. I chose to meal prep. I chose to keep track of my macro so I would stay in ketosis. I chose to say no to pizza and to brownies and I chose to fill myself with healthy veggies and proteins. But most importantly, I chose to keep going even when I didn't see the results I wanted to see. Because the truth is, I thought I was going to lose so much more weight than I did in the beginning. By the end of the first month, I had only lost five pounds, which to me just felt like so little in in the face of how much I wanted to lose. And then by the end of the second month, I had only lost five more. 
Now, granted, this was 10 pounds more than I had ever lost, so I was definitely going in the right direction, but there was this part of me that was disappointed because I wanted faster progress. I wanted to shed the weight as quickly as possible so that I could get off this crazy diet and just live my life and go back to normal. But I'm so glad that I didn't give up because every day that I stuck with it, I got better at making healthy choices. I got healthier. My hormones were balancing. I was sleeping better. I, I was getting skinnier. I was dropping pant sizes. And I believe that making those choices day after day built up this momentum because when I came off of the keto diet after just two months of doing it, which I don't think people actually realize was only two months, I still get asked all the time about whether or not I'm eating keto. And I honestly haven't been on the keto diet since March. But after those two months, I just kept losing weight. Because in that time, I had built up habits. I had basically changed my lifestyle to the point where even after I wasn't hardcore chasing after weight loss, it was still happening. In the next two months after I was off of the keto diet, I lost 20 more pounds, totaling 30 pounds in all. I had dropped two pant sizes and my body looked so different. And even though there is still more weight I could lose because I've technically been at this sort of plateau for the past four or so months, I'm actually really content with where I'm at right now. And I am really proud of how far I've come. I feel like a whole new person who just exudes confidence in ways that I didn't before. But real quick, let's go back to this topic of choices. These daily choices that I had to make that turned into a habit, which somehow built this momentum and fueled my progress and helped me get closer to my main goal. I think that there are a lot of things in our lives that we wish would just be better. Like, if we could, we'd love to just snap our fingers and instantly have some carefree, argument-free, sexiest, most loving marriage ever. Or we'd love to wake up one day and never struggle with anger or with stress ever again. Or maybe we fantasize about having some sort of overnight success and seeing our income basically quadruple overnight. And while it's great to have dreams and to make goals for ourselves based off of those dreams, we are never going to achieve them if we don't have respect and appreciation for the process, for those little everyday choices, for the baby steps, for those backward steps even, because sometimes growth does look like two steps forward, one step back. I'll admit that my marriage very much feels like a two-step forward, one-step back type thing. And I'm not ashamed to say that because somebody needs to say out loud that being married, this whole marriage thing is really, really hard in these early years of parenthood. I mean, my husband is my best friend, but it is not easy to do life with somebody else day in and day out. And for us this year... My goal was to make our marriage sexier and richer than ever. But just because I want it to happen doesn't mean that I can will it to happen. I had to embrace the process. I had to, yes, I had to keep my eye on the big goal. I had to dare to dream of an unbelievably sexy, satisfying, loving marriage. But I also had to come back down to planet Earth and make a plan and set smaller goals and take small steps and actually put in the work making those daily choices. For a while, this looked like going on more dates, which definitely helped us, but also quickly emptied our wallets. So then our nights of going out turned into nights of staying in where we'd just invite couples over to hang out with us and make us feel like normal people, even though we're still really tired, busy parents. 
And daily choices for us also look like being more intentional with physical touch, maybe initiating a hug or emotional connection by sharing something that's weighing on our mind or listening to a podcast that we can laugh at and enjoy together, actually sitting next to each other on the couch while binge watching Netflix. And then when those daily choices started to not feel like enough, when we started to feel like we were doing this whole two steps forward, one step back dance, that's when we made another choice, a a bigger, maybe even scarier choice, but a really good and necessary one. We started going to marriage counseling and the growth that has happened in those sessions, the growth that's happening in there is it's this slow growth, but it's good growth. It's growth that I really, really hope will last. And it's at least given us so much hope and faith that it is possible to reach that goal of having a super rich and thriving marriage. I mean, we're not there yet, but we are on our way. And I think it's okay that it's taking some time for us to get there. Because we never know how our faithfulness now will build momentum and bring forth fruit in the future. Just like how I didn't know that two months of losing weight while doing some crazy diet would lead into two more months of losing weight without that diet. And having this complete change in mindset toward food that's carried over into the choices I make even now, six months later. The truth is that choices are in front of us every day. And sometimes they will be scary. But those may just end up being the biggest blessings of all. A secret dream of mine, a goal that I had at the beginning of this year that Grant and I really tried hard to keep to ourselves just because it was so intimidating and even crazy, was we had this dream of adopting. We wanted to start the process of adopting. But one thing led to another. Lots of big financial hardships happened. And that dream was quickly squashed as we realized that we really were in no shape to start pursuing something as expensive or extensive as adopting. Our heart was there, but the timing wasn't right. And through a series of conversations, our heart just kind of bent toward fostering instead. We had talked about becoming foster parents for years, but honestly, I always secretly preferred the idea of adoption more, a lot of it being selfish reasons probably, but... Here I was considering fostering because we still had this dream of giving a home and giving our hearts to a child and we just knew we needed to do something. So the goal changed. And to be honest, I prayed a lot, a lot for confirmation that this was what God wanted us to do. And we did not get that confirmation, not right away at least. It actually felt like we were getting the opposite of confirmation because we had saved up all this money. Even after our having our savings wiped out at the beginning of the year, we still saved up a lot of money and we planned on using that money to buy a bigger car, a minivan, so that we could comfortably fit three car seats for three babies because at the time we had two kids under the age of three and we wanted to take in another infant or toddler. But then at the beginning of June, literally like in the blink of an eye, all that money was gone. Because of our old janky air conditioning unit that finally crapped out on us and cost thousands and thousands all that we had in our savings to replace. My heart sank when I realized that that minivan was not happening. But guess what happened in the same week? My sister asked me to watch my niece for a couple of days, who was five, almost six years old at the time, 
And as I was watching her play with my girls, watching her sit between those two car seats in our small SUV because we had to make it work somehow, it was like something in me clicked. And I said to Grant, the minute that she went home at the end of that week, I said to him, I don't think we need to wait for that minivan. I think that we can foster right now if we decide to foster an older kid. That next week, we signed ourselves up for training and began the certification process to become foster parents. And now we're just about done. We've done all of our classes, all of our home studies, and all that's left to do is wait for the paperwork to be processed. And I can say now with confidence that I have never felt more sure that this is what God had planned for us all along. Choices. Every day we get to make choices. Choices to follow our dreams, choices to make our goals a reality, choices to prioritize what matters and let go of the things that don't, choices to follow after God's leading, and choices to keep moving forward even when you're walking blindly in the dark. Sometimes those choices are small, but they accumulate over time, and sometimes choices are really big and scary and hard, but either way, there is so much beauty in the process. It really is a journey, and I feel that way about all of the things I just shared, but also about this right here. I feel this way about soul care for the new mom. I want to share one more thing with you about how small choices can get you closer to those big goals, but also how small choices combined with God's sovereign power can actually reorient you toward new goals that you didn't even know you wanted or needed to work towards. Many of you guys know that I've begun coaching women this year, but if you've been around for some time, then you also know that I launched an online course this year back in January. And that was the first time I had ever released something that people could actually buy. And honestly, I had a lot of big dreams for it. I thought that it would just take off and that people would be buying my course left and right, but it just didn't make many sales, which is fine now that it's nine months later and I can see in hindsight, you know, some of the things that might have gone wrong. But at the time, I was devastated. For months on end leading up to its launch, I had been investing so much time, so much effort, so much money even, and I had been making these important choices, these decisions to miss out on family time in order to work on the course, decisions to wake up early before the kids or to stay up way later than I should to plan out this launch. I made so many choices and it felt right making these choices and because it felt so right and because my passion for this felt so real, I fully believed that God would bless it immediately and that this would be the way I would help provide for my family. And remember that around this time, we still had adoption in mind. So I knew that the hustle mattered because the only way we could pursue adoption is if we were able to save more money. But then January came, not many sales. February came, one or two sales. March came, maybe one more sale. Wasn't exactly the big launch that I was hoping for. And it's true that I probably could have figured out what went wrong, I could have made some adjustments, and maybe it would have eventually taken off. But instead, I sank into this depression. I stopped showing up in my ministry. I was crying a lot. I was laying awake at night, many nights, praying and begging for answers. What did I do wrong? Why isn't God blessing me? My podcast episode from last season called When You Feel Like a Failure dives a little more into how I got out of this funk, but I'll tell you something right now. There was a period of time when I wanted to shut down soul care for the new mom. 
because I thought that I had done all the right things, made all the right choices, had all the right motives, and still it didn't seem like I was any closer to reaching my goals. But remember what I said earlier about how there is beauty in the process and how making those choices that accumulate over time really is a journey. And that sometimes on this journey, you might find yourself reoriented toward new goals, ones that you didn't even know you wanted in the first place. Well, I guess this year, my ministry has been an example of that, of that sort of journey of allowing some dreams to die so that new dreams can be born, which for me right now is this dream of coaching, which is actually happening and is exciting and surprising. And most of all, it's humbling because the girl who felt like the biggest failure six months ago is now the girl who is making a difference using her gifts and passions and is seeing women's lives transformed and that girl did make a lot of small and some big choices that got her here but really a whole lot of it has been God I would have never considered coaching at this point in my life because one I'm not certified or formally trained two I'm like not some big fancy influencer with a lot of followers and three I'm not even a woman who's been a mom for very long But while I was being open and vulnerable about how much I was struggling after my course failed, which is a big scary step in and of itself, I started receiving messages from women saying, well, hey, have you considered coaching? I think you'd be amazing at it. And their encouragement really was so timely. It was so needed. And it's what got me moving in this direction. Then I was contacted by an amazing business coach who wanted to coach me for free because she loved my ministry and saw so much potential but knew that I was sort of in this lost puppy dog stage of not knowing what I'm supposed to be doing. And through coaching with her, that's when I created and then launched my coaching program. And since then, it's been more fulfilling than I think selling my course would have been. Because this is where my heart most comes alive. Working one-on-one with women, getting to build relationships and speak directly to those aches and those struggles that moms are wrestling with, getting to see my past struggles with perfectionism and anxiety and anger actually help set other women free. And honestly, even if my course had sold like crazy and my ministry grew like wildfire because of it, there would not have been this space for one-on-one connection. And I don't think women would have been as impacted. And to top it all off, if the course had taken off, Grant and I might still just be saving up for some future adoption right now instead of getting ready to welcome a little girl who is in the foster care system who needs a home now. Listen, I would not have chosen this, but now this is exactly what I want. It's exactly what we need. And it's because I didn't stop taking those baby steps. I didn't stop moving forward. I didn't stop believing and trying and hoping and working. It's because of that that I'm in this place of so much joy and so much blessing. If there's one thing I most want you to take away from this episode, it's to keep going. Just keep going. I love Hebrews 12 and how much it's meant to me these past nine months. Starting in verse one, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Gosh, I just love this idea of running with perseverance with my eyes on Jesus. Like nothing else matters. 
everything else fades away. It's just me and him and I'm chasing after whatever he has for me because I know that he is the perfecter of my faith. But then I love how this passage actually dives into the topic of discipline where it says in verse 7, endure hardship as discipline for God is treating you as his children. How many times in my life have I tried to fight against hardship, to fight against the things that I don't understand or the things that aren't going my way? And here it's like we're being reminded that God is our good father and he has a good plan. But we've got to submit and be willing to persevere through hard stuff in order to grow in the ways we're meant to grow. This passage goes on to say in verse 11, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. I want you to be encouraged, even in the midst of whatever hardship you are facing right now. I want you to be brave and to persevere and to endure. But I also want you to allow yourself to lay down old dreams if you are beginning to feel like God may be leading you towards some new ones. I promise you that he is not going to let you down. He might not answer your prayers exactly how you want him to, but I promise that he will write you a better story than you could have ever written yourself. I am cheering for you as you take the steps of faith and obedience and make those daily choices to pursue your goals because your work will not go unrewarded. And when you keep your eyes on Jesus and keep running this race with perseverance, you will get to the finish line and you'll get to hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Now come and share in my joy. I know this episode was a heavy one, but maybe it was one that you really needed. And if that is the case, would you do me a favor and leave a rating and review in iTunes so that more women can hear how much this podcast means to other listeners? And if you are on Instagram, what would be amazing is if you would take a screenshot, tag me in it at Soul Care for the New Mom, and post it to your stories. Because I cannot tell you how much it means to me when I see that women are sharing my podcast with others and are being so encouraged by it. Thank you, friends. Until next time.